Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Five Star Frogcast. Hello. We back at it again. Again, for the againest time of all times. The most against possible. <laughs> Postable. Postables. That is right. And this week we have a big old pasta bowl of delicious, delicious lucha action. Ooh, but before we get into that, I just want to say we are your Five Star Frogcast. I am no crook. And I'm Big Al Capone. And As you can tell, I have a higher pitched voice, and Capone's more chill. Just yeah. generally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's all that, it's all that Sizzurp, man. I, d- I don't. It's all that lean. I don't, <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't condone the use of Sizzurp, and I do not partake in the use of Sizzurp. But the memes <laughs> about it are perfect. We. We make some jokes about it because I am I'm a rapper and that's the that's one of the latest trends, the overuse of scissor. So you should, you should follow him on SoundCloud. www.soundcloud.com/slash/bigalcapwn. Okay, now that also, we've got all the plugs, he's, he's and not one of the bad SoundCloud rapper. He's actually a good one. I appreciate that. We have all the upcoming uh, plugs and events. You can follow us on Twitter and various other places. Mostly just Twitter and SoundCloud. Uh, we also upload this to iTunes, which you can subscribe and rate our podcast if you so desire. Yes, yes. So, Here, here's the thing. We're going to call this the Five Star Frogcast Remix. Because, and that was my actual voice, because <laughs> we realized our, our, our former format of presenting wrestling news was a little bit much. It was very tiresome. Yeah, see, what we would do is we would take on so many hours. Right. Upon hours! Right. Of wrestling. Right. Including pay-per-view, SmackDown, Raw, and you NXT. know, we've kind of been through, we've been through this before. So what we decided to do... Women's Revolution. We're not Stephanie McMahon. So what we've decided to do... <laughs> I was actually expecting you to make another pun. No. What I we've decided to do Scooby Do it is go back to the year twenty fourteen. When Lucha Underground first debuted. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Into the time machine. That is right. We are taking a look back at Lucha Underground, we, we actually just finished watching the first episode of Season 1. And you can watch along with us if you have Netflix. It is on there for streaming purposes and everything. Exactly, you, it has the exactly. first two seasons. So, if you want to watch, we'll do this weekly or bi-weekly, depending on our schedules. We both kind of have the same work schedule now. I'm done with school. He's taking a little bit of a break yes, from school. Yes, So we have yes. more time for more wrestling yes, and we for do. more podcasts. And that is for your ears. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we just do want to say... Well, I want to say, I have actually not watched all of Lucha <laughs> Underground. I have not either. I've been through episode 7, and then every single time I get distracted by another show, usually an anime, yeah. and I will then come back to Lucha Underground and go, oh no, I'm missing a bit of the narrative, I forgot what happened, so I'll restart it. So I've seen the first episode of Lucha Underground, this will be my fifth or sixth time watching right, this right. episode. Which which doesn't make it any worse, actually. Surprisingly, right. the, the, the show itself is extremely scripted. Like, there, there are skits within 
the the show itself that were filmed differently than the matches. So it's kind of like imagine if Raw or SmackDown was taped and recorded like a TV show, like they say it is. Right. And the other thing is, imagine ninety percent of the wrestlers are luchadors with masks. Right. Like Rey Mysterio, except not all like Rey Mysterio, even though all you've probably watched is Rey Mysterio, or Kalisto, if you're a newer fan. If you're a newer fan, Kalisto. Kalisto. Um, Maybe Sin Cara, but we don't talk about him. Woo. Woo. Anyway, so... <laughs> Wait, which Sin Cara? Are we talking about Sin Cara, Sin Cara Black, Sin Cara 2.0? That's why we don't talk about it. <laughs> there's, it's, it's there's, very too many, there's too many things we have to try to figure out just to figure out who we're talking about. But, all that aside, uh, it's it's extremely scripted, yet the entire show is so kayfabe. It, it just comes together great. It's entertaining. Right. And for those of us who are just wrestling fans who, who enjoy the art, who enjoy the show and performance of it, right. it's it's a treat, to be honest. Right, so you you it's just like any other TV show you'd watch on Netflix. You know how you get sucked into a TV show and you're really behind characters and motives and everything? That is what this is, but it's a wrestling show, which is something that a lot of indie promotions have tried to do in the past. They've tried to create overarching uh, narratives and plots, and they kind of, they fall, they either fall flat like a lot of WWE plots do, uh, fall flat like a lot of TNA plots do, fall flat like dang, a lot Dang. What? Just, no, that's just a good burn. I can't even get mad at it. Yeah, I mean, it, and this isn't me, I love wrestling, so I'm not just trying to, I'm just saying that this, this right here is a very niche thing, I kind of feel like, niche, yeah. ni- niche. Niche, niche, it's, you know, it is either way. It's, it's... I really feel like this product is, if if okay, if you're not a huge wrestling fan, you can still enjoy it. But I really feel like this is a show for fans of wrestling and fans of like drama and things like that. And uh, I will say, um, I, I totally agree. And it's definitely more of that storyline side of wrestling that we can enjoy and kind of like pull ourselves into. And another thing about this show in and of itself is it's not just an indie show. That got put on TV. Right. It's an indie show that takes a bunch of wrestlers from around the world, kind of gives them different gimmicks to mm-hmm. some extent, and puts them in matches that are essentially dream matches to some extent. Right. We saw in this, uh, we'll get to it, but in this match, we saw. Uh, this episode. This episode. Oh, this, this episode, we saw matches that I never thought I would see uh, televised, at least in America, where I'm from. Uh, because they had Blue Blue Demon Jr. versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. So two huge families in the lucha world that I never thought that I would actually see too many matches of without like having to dig through the archives of like lucha history to find this. I get to watch it here at Lucha Underground. I get to see Prince Puma Ricochet fight Johnny Mundo Johnny Nitro, and it's amazing. It's great. And then the middle match was even good because it had a... Shoot, what was his name? What was his name? Uh, Son of Havoc. Son of Havoc, who's this jacked, lumberjack-looking dude, uh, Mm -hmm. actually fighting a woman. Now, some of you might be like, Le Gasp! Mixed wrestling? Intergender matches? forbidden! Oh, no. No, see, here's the thing. WWE warned me. They actually tried to play it off uh, like Sexy Star, which was the female wrestler, 
was this heroic character who would be up to any challenge. And so it was actually it was actually really good in the sense that it tried to portray a female character in a in a very positive, powerful light. Even though she lost, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to so that. to set up the entire universe of Lucha Underground, the owner, promoter, director, um, Dario Cueto, Cueto, sorry, who is uh, that, that's not the actual person's name, but you know, for kayfabe purposes, Dario Cueto, <clears throat> he is the not scumbag general manager. At least not yet. Not yet. Who uh, says, hey, you know what? Anyone who impresses me tonight, I'm going to give a $10,000 signing bonus to. Right. A lot of, lot of money. And, and the show opens with a promo. Well, the episode opens with a promo package of him going to another uh, arena, it's, telling everyone he's going to essentially take people from all around the world, including people in that company, right. and bring them to his it's, promotion. It's, it's the big... Um, company it's kind of like the wwe equivalent is the only way i guess i could describe it in mexico which is triple a yeah so that's their big lucha company and he showed up to i believe it was triple mania and just said you know what i'm here i'm a dirty scumbag i'm gonna take your people to america and they're gonna work for me and fight for my money right which of course instant heel Right. But, you know, he comes out, he's like, yeah, I got $10,000 for anybody who impresses me. So, the first match, as we've already discussed, is Chavo Jr. versus Blue Demon Jr. Right. And, uh, as a match, it wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> the narrative, the narrative the announcers was bringing up was interesting. They kept playing off the fact that Blue Demon was older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also kept bringing in the fact that, you know, these two families, and, oh my gosh, which one's gonna prove... You know, which is the better family, kind of. Like, that's what this match was. They essentially built it up to be a grudge match with no background story. And it still brought me in. It still worked. Because, like, they spoke of the heritage as they came out to the ring. We, obviously, Chavo Guerrero Jr., son of Chavo Guerrero Sr., nephew to Eddie Guerrero, the late, great Eddie Guerrero. And they bring this up. They inform you of who these people are. So if you have no idea who they are, you understand they come from families of just... Wrestling, like their families were built on wrestling. They yeah. say, you know, yeah. their playground was a wrestling ring in their backyard. They they describe this to you. They set the scene. They set the scenario, and that is done with eloquence by the great Matt Striker and Vampiro. Vampiro, and not not the one who's currently on NXT. Right. Um, that's an inside Jeez. joke. Maybe we'll let you know if you tweet at us. But up, up, but up, plug. So that match in and of itself, it was a little bit clunky. Uh, Blue Demon definitely, uh, whether intentionally or not, was kind of showing his age during the match to kind of play that narrative. Uh, Chavo, uh, you know, he's always a good worker. Put on a decent match. Phenomenal worker, Chavo. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad match at all, and uh, definitely played off the narrative as well in that match, though. Yeah, and then so it went on for a while. Lots of good spots. Uh, it was a little slower than uh, a lot of people will be used to when it comes to Lucha. But you have to understand, Lucha is a wrestling style that isn't just high-flying, isn't just impact, like, jumping over the ropes and everything. Yes. This is a... just It's wrestling. And there's going to be lots of different styles for that. Yes. So it will be a little bit slower. Um, Alright, but yeah, so that was the first match. Um, Blue Demon Jr. came out on top. Yes, he did. And uh, that was really cool to see. The crowd definitely popped for it. 
Um, they kind of he kind of won them over throughout the match, even though some of them were chanting for Chavo, because you know Chavo's known in, in the U.S. Right. much more than Blue Demon. Yeah. But the fact that they put him over and that the crowd eventually got behind him that was that was cool to see as well. But uh, yeah, so that was that match. Like we said, it was good. Second match was the. Son of Havoc and Don't we have a little bit of a promo package beforehand? Oh yeah, with, why don't you go ahead and talk with about Conan, it? who is a lucha legend in Mexico. Uh, he was in LAX for a little bit and in WCW for a little bit. Um, and so a lot of people may recognize him and know him from his WCW days or his time in Impact Wrestling, uh, formerly known as TNA. And so he is talking to uh, Mr. Cuerto, and he's telling him, you know, I've got this guy coming in. He's going to be a legend. He's going to be the best. Talking about Prince Puma. Right. And then Cuerto talks about this guy he caught, he has coming in who is none other than Johnny Mundo. And he's telling him, he's like, you know, I have to make an example of him because he's just here for the money. He's here for the fame. And he does. He he's desecrating the temple with his attitude and just just being something that Cuerto does not like seeing in his temple. He's an evil American. It's kind of what the feel of it was. Yeah, it was a little bit of the vibe. An arrogant American coming into uh, his temple and not really taking the art of lucha seriously. And so after that. They actually had two video packages, one for mm-hmm. Prince go, Puma, and... and then they had one for Sexy Star. And they're essentially building her up like Wonder Woman. I'm not going to lie. She, she is Wonder Woman. She even has like little wings that she brings out and, and like flies around. That's not Wonder Woman, but it kind of reminded me of the old television show where she'd spin around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> like literally every time she like waves her wings, I'm like, oh, she's going to spin. I know it. I'm waiting for it. Um, and it kind of just talked about how, you know, when she was younger, she always looked in the mirror and saw somebody who was scared. And this mask changed her life. So essentially, she's trying to create this narrative that uh, wrestling changed her life immensely and that it, it's helped her to become a stronger person. And that she wants to inspire young girls to also be strong and, you know, yeah. not be afraid of what life has for them and uh, not be afraid of anything else that might try to hurt them or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, she wants to show that every woman can be a star. To be a star and to overcome. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's all about just kind of perseverance. So her story and, like, her character's story, at least, I don't know how non-kayfabe it is. I don't know her outside of Lucha Underground, and I don't really... Anything I've looked up about her, she's... She wrestles as Sexy Star in and out of Lucha Underground. And so we do have that. And then uh, the match between her and Son of Havoc. Now, Mm. this match, um, while the announcers were trying to sell it very well that, you know, Sexy Star was doing such a good job, and and she did have some good spots. Right. Um, kind of, kind of went counter to what her whole narrative was, because she kind of, she kind of got beat pretty quick. Yeah, Yeah, but she also, see, she also was, they tried to sell it as a smart maneuver, but I thought of it as kind of cheap. So oh, yeah, at, yeah. at the, the beginning start of the, of the, yeah. the start of the match, uh, Son of Havoc gets on the mic and he says, I'm not wrestling a woman. <laughs> and it's really funny because he has this deep voice and he's kind of like a, 
He's he's a jack dude, but he's I feel he's like short. he doesn't look super tall, so he's just like I'm not fighting a woman. Rah rah he's rah. Kinda like a, he's kind of like a dwarf. Like think of Tolkien. Dwarf. He's literally a Tolkien dwarf in professional he's, wrestling. He's jacked and has a giant. He beard. could probably just beat the crap out of me. So son of havoc, if you're listening to this, I I am a fan. Anyway, <laughs> an obligatory fan. So, but yeah, at the beginning of the match, uh, like Capone was saying. Uh, he, he gets on the mic, says, I'm not fighting a woman. Go ahead, get out of my ring. Just take the count out so I don't have to hurt Live you. to fight another day. Live to fight another day. So, she gets out of the ring, and they begin the count. Uh, Son of Havoc takes his eyes off of her, and by the time we get to the five count, she is in the ring and attacking him from behind. See, that's a little yeah. heelish for me, but they're trying to sell it to me as, like, a smart attack. I get it, but at the same time, just from my perspective, I didn't really care for that. See, I kind of get it, though, because it was kind of showing, like, the pride of both wrestlers in a positive and negative way. So, like, you have the pride of Son of Havoc being like, oh, I can turn my back on this chick. She's not right, going to attack right, right. me. And then you have, like, the pride of a fighter coming out of Star that she runs back in the ring and says, no, screw this. I'm going to fight you. Yeah, so he but, gets his com- comeuppets. Uh, he gets, like, a crumpet of a comeuppet. <laughs> Crumpet crumpets. Yeah, he uh, he yeah, he, he so gets he gets a uh, they get a little back and forth, a little, a little bit, and then he hits a backbreaker over his knee like Bane and yeah, just one two three, <laughs> one two three. Uh, they say that he had the tights, but if I'm not trying to break the the uh, I'm not trying to break kayfabe, but I think he forgot that he was supposed to pull the tights because like after the two and a half, like two and a half, he goes. And, like, reaches for her tights and, like, grabs um, them real I, quick. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was just trying to grab grab a little bit of fat there, in my oh, opinion. Goodness. It, it did. It looked like it. it. It was bad, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, I didn't even notice it till you brought it to my attention. I was like, and I was like, like, I was like no, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I'm she, giving, he's grabbing the tights. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he's just... <laughs> And you forgot You're to... probably right. I'm just saying it was funny as, like, the first time watching it, being like, I'm pretty sure he just groped her. <laughs> and it's... It was just, it was funny. Uh, not not in a good funny way, but just like, geez, come on now. Um, yeah, like, that's unprofessional. Right. That, <laughs> like, if that's what he on, was man. doing, if that's come what he on. was doing, he needs to take some time off and think about what he's doing, because there's no place in wrestling for that in this day and age. Right. Even Especially, though we're in the time machine. We are in the time machine, that's true. This is back when, 2014, 2014, right? so. This is before the women's revolution, it's, so this it's is a, fine. It's, it's on the breaking period this of was, the women's revolution. This it's on the crinklings. The, was this before or after AJ Leela? I don't know. I can't remember. This has been a while ago. Yeah. Because if this was before AJ Lee left, she was kissing everybody, and that was literally just part of her gimmick. So, you right. know, women's wrestling, that's that's about equal to what it was at that point. Right, so we have <laughs> Son of Havoc getting the win in a dastardly way, very heelish. I mean, he just he just hit a move on her. It wasn't that heelish. See, no, I'm saying the, the heel thing is that he really grabbed the, the tights. tights. See, but that's the thing. Like, if that, if that scenario they want to play, okay, fair, he grabbed the tights on a girl. That, yeah, okay, that's silly when he... Pretty Obviously, much, won. He pretty much just did a bane on her. Like he literally like broke he, her back, like Batman. I don't know why uh, he's so worried about it, but uh, yeah. But the match was good. It set up a, a good narrative for maybe a, a another match down the road. Um, I, I will two. say this: we do get a mixed tag match with Son of Havoc and okay, one of cool, his ladies. Cool. That'll and be then, good to look forward to. Uh, I forget who she tags with, but. We do get a mixed tag match within the next week or so. And then uh, after that match, we had a quick video package. 
that had the general manager sh- coming in to talk to Chavo and said, hey, man, I can't believe, you know, you let Blue Demon win. You know, I thought the Guerreros were better than that. Yeah, he's, he's essentially he's, just talking down to him, being yeah. like, well, too bad you can't get this $10,000 and just leaves yeah. him there with yeah, his no, thoughts. He, he, said, he said, you were the one that was going to bring in, you were, going, you were going to retire Blue Demon Jr. Yeah. He says, I brought you in to retire him. You couldn't get the job done. I have someone that will, yeah. and he will destroy everything here. Yeah. So he's building up this big monster Dude, and I'm so leaves for it. I am too. And he leaves Chavo there just to like sulk in his failure. It was it was pretty good. It was definitely a good way to further that narrative they he, built up. He earlier. did he did put a little salt in the wound though. Oh he definitely he said, did. He said, What would your dad think? What would, what would Eddie, uh, what would your uncle, uncle think? think? What would Eddie think? That's uh, so bad because Eddie is just this I love Eddie to death, but as shadow. far as Chavo's career, he's, he's a, a shadow. huge shadow. Chavo has so much to live up to, and to have that just the salt rubbed in, I could feel it. But that was the package that we had there, and I believe next is the last next match. Next up is the main event. And your main event for the evening. I don't know why I was, was supposed to be like, Prince under the Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo. Now, right. I used to big be a big Johnny Nitro fan. Back in the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, 2008 days, uh, I actually liked having him on my roster, despite the fact that he wasn't a over or very good character in the game. Uh, he, which I thought was crazy, because right. when he was an Eminem, that was fantastic. Right, and that's the thing. Like you know, he kind of went between staples and tag teams, and he never really had a whole, like a very good. Solo uh, run, yeah. like a solo career. I think WWE. he had a little bit of one in ECW towards the ending. Of... And I think he had like a few U.S. champion or intercontinental champion runs too. Right. But he never really had any big titles in WWE, despite the fact that he's extremely talented. Yes. Which made me excited to see this match because he was facing Prince Puma, aka Ricochet, who I've only heard good things about. And you know, in the current year, uh, we have him in NXT. We have so many just. Records of him wrestling that's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, his match back in WCPW when that was still a thing for any of you uh, Smarks out there with Keith Lee, with Keith Lee, or oh, just his matches in there. And with I'm Matt so Seidel. excited because Keith Lee's coming, He's to, coming NXT, to NXT, and then Ricochet and him can fight forever. Kind of like how NXT Sami Zayn and Kevin Kevin Owens were. Yeah, they could fight forever too. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, so it was definitely set up to be a great match. Um, and it was. It was. It was the best match of the night. It was... <gasps> Which is why it's the main event. Extremely athletic. It didn't need to tell a story other than the fact that this Prince Puma was brought in by... Um, uh, Conan. Conan to be this amazing wrestler, and he definitely shown that he is a phenomenal wrestler in this match. And this was early in his career, too, mm-hmm. so this... This was kind of like one of the stepping stones for him, I think, for how popular he's become. Yeah. Um, this was definitely a good eye-opener for the common yeah. crowd. Because I remember, I've seen Ricochet, smarkiness and hipsterness of wrestling here. Alex, here. So, uh, yeah, I've seen Rick- Ricochet used to wrestle a lot in our home state of good old Indiana. And we used to, I used to see him wrestle a lot. So it was always good to see him wrestle and to see him. He's come so far... 
and developed so much, and it makes me so happy and proud. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I, I, I was there from the beginning because I probably wasn't. He's been wrestling forever. I'm his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ricochet's dad, even though he's older than me. But, um, yeah, no, it was it was a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. The the commentators were just marking out about it the whole time. The fans were marking fans out. Fans were marking out. It was Johnny Mundo was killing it, as mm-hmm. usual, as well as... Uh, you know, letting Ricochet show off as well. It was it was just a quality match, and Mundo ended up going over, which I was, you know, as somebody coming into this, realizing it's mostly a lucha, like a bunch of luchadors essentially having the the American, you know, come in and win the main event. I was actually kind of surprised that they did, especially when they were introducing this new character. Uh, through Prince Puma to be like you know the guy. Yeah, they like were the build, like they're building him up to be their top guy. So, and then uh, the general manager comes out and he doesn't look happy and he comes yeah, to the ring. Mundo one, he ain't happy. Mundo one, he says, "All right, Johnny, here's your ten thousand dollars." He opens the briefcase. Johnny Mundo starts to reach towards it. He shuts it. Johnny Shit. Mundo kind of laughs. He's smiling. He kind of goes after it. And he's like chasing around the ring trying to get this briefcase. And then, two, as as they were described by the ring, uh, the commentators, they were thugs. They are just a couple of gangbangers off the street, and they come in and they just start wrecking house and taking care of uh, Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo, just taking care of him, beating him down. And then here comes this big boy, this big old boy. Uh, we learn his name in the next episode, and he he helps beat him down. He's obviously the leader of this little group of three, and he he just they just beat him down. He he, they he give, essentially hits a um, rock bottom on Johnny Mundo standing up. Yeah, he so he like just picks him up and throws him down. Yeah, it's, it's just it's pretty brutal. It's oh, like God, it's it's, it's not nearly him. a choke slam, but it's not nearly a rock bottom. So it's like a it's like a choke slam. Dear God, it's a hybrid! <laughs> it's a rock slam. <laughs> it's a rock... That's actually a cool name. I like the rock that. slam. The rock slam. Anyway, so yeah, he uh, he hits him with that, and they kind of stand victorious, and that's when the GM comes up. He says, I told you all! I was looking for the best fighters in the world, and these guys, they work for me! And he turns around and hands them the money and like kind of laughs maniacally into the mic, and that's, that is that's the, the cue of the end of the show. That is the end of episode one of Lucha Underground. What did you think? Um... Okay, gonna be honest. I know it's the first episode ever, so I'm gonna be a little bit lenient. Um, I realize that um, they were setting up a lot for the characters. The the promotional packages were great. The stories and the matches were fun. Um, I I think I'd give it uh, for a first episode, giving it some leniency because there's nothing behind it. I think I'd give it a 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5 for an episode. Right. It was good. Okay. Especially with that main event. That main event blew me out of the water. Uh, there's only three <coughs> matches in the card anyway. And how they set everything up I think was great. I will agree. I'll give it a 4 out of 5. Um, it's a fantastic little... It's it's literally 45 minutes of your time. It's about an episode of like whatever f- your show that you're binging through now. Take a second. Stop watching uh, Daredevil or Punisher or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever you're watching. You could, you could just stop watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yeah, so take a break, put on a little Lucha Underground for a little bit, and come back in the time machine with your boys, the Five Star Frogcast. Now, I do want to say, if you're watching an anime like My Hero Academia, then by all means, go keep keep watching that. That, that's uh, a that's a separate that plug. That's a keep. That's another conversation for next time on the Five Star Frogcast, where we will be reviewing the second second episode of Lucha dos. Underground, <laughs> episode dos of Lucha Underground, and uh, yeah, guys, we just want to say thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, smash that! No, I'm not. I'm not. Smash gonna. that like button. No, no. Smash that no, five stars. Five stars. Follow us on Patreon. I'm just uh, kidding. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Not but what you can do is that, hey, we have this time machine here. We do have a time machine. We do have that now that is part of our kayfabe canon. We don't have... We don't... What kayfabe? What's kayfabe? Oh, that's yeah. That's reality, I forgot. Man. We do have this time machine here. So say you want us to review a pay-per-view of the past? Pay-per-view of the past? That's right. With like, the WWE Network and other means. Like a WrestleMania? Yeah. Say you want us to review and watch a WrestleMania. What about a Bound for Glory? Yeah, we could even do a Bound for Glory. What about a New Japan match that was an hour long in which Kenny Omega anyway maybe we'll save that for another time but we do have this time machine so we can hop around and watch all the wrestling that you would like us to review so let us know get out get at us on Twitter I will have that handle in a moment if I could put you on a brief hold here <laughs> so we both started working in a call center recently. That's why we have similar <laughs> schedules. So us saying put you on a brief hold, that that's that might be second nature at this point. But I do want to tell you guys, you know, we are still the five star broadcast. Our original motto was, you know, we're the show where the mark meets the cross. And uh, one thing we'll always do is we'll always pray out. We'll always say as well as any matches or pay per views or anything you want us to review. Also give us some <coughs> prayer requests, guys. We'd definitely love to pray with you. Mm-hmm. Keep a conversation going about what's going on, um, you know, because this this is primarily our way of having some fun. Right. And it is also or the way that we realize we can love on people, and that's important to us as well. So, uh, Capone, would you actually mind uh, praying us out today? Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick plug here. You can follow us <laughs> on Twitter at 5 underscore star frogcast, and that is where you can let us know of any prayer requests that... The DMs are open. <laughs> DMs be wide open. Yeah, so you can send us any prayer requests or any recommendations for a pay-per-view or a certain Raw or SmackDown or just anything in general you would like to hear our opinion on. Or an that- NXT. Or an NXT. So you can get, <laughs> you can, you can get at us on there. Um, so I will go ahead and pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we get to spend together in fellowship and in wrestling. God, we thank you for this art form, and we thank you for those who are a part of it. And may you keep them safe as they provide entertainment for us. I pray for our listeners right now, God, and I ask you to be with them and to help them have a blessed day, God. And because remind them that they are your children and they are loved and cherished by you. And we thank you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much. And oh, my brother, testify. See you guys. Bye-bye.